What's with you? Uh... Yes? Uh... A man gave me... Yes, a man gave you... A man gave me a massage. So? So he had his hands and, uh, he was... He was what? He was touching and rubbing. That's a massage. And then I took my pants off. You took your pants off? For my hamstring. Oh. He got about two inches from there. Really? I think it moved. Moved? It may have moved. I don't know. I'm sure it didn't move. It moved! It was imperceptible, but I felt it. Maybe it just wanted to change positions. You know, shift to the other side? No, no, it wasn't a shift. I've shifted. This was a move. Okay, so... What if it moved? That's the sign! The test! If a man makes it move! That's not the test. Contact is the test. If it moves as a result of contact. You think it's contact? It has to be touched? That's what a gym teacher once told me. April 3rd, 2016. Hello, everybody! Happy April! It's April already. Are you excited because... We had two new shows last month. We did. Isn't that exciting? Two brand new shows. Brand not just new like shows. new episodes. Right, no, no a brand new, new show. New, totally new. It's new. Whoa, okay there. It's exciting. I guess. Well, that's our news, <laughs> is that we had new shows last month. And I hope you liked them. Yep, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> of course, on March 16th, wasn't it? Uh, I believe yeah. it was the 16th. The <laughs> premiere of our Valiant Entertainment Archer and Armstrong audio drama, episode one. Yep. That was very exciting. Super exciting. Have you heard it yet? Have you? I hope so. Please, if you have, leave us some reviews. They make a big difference. Yes, more people good will find it, more good. people will see it. So you want to stop by Amazon or Audible or iTunes, wherever you purchased it, and please leave us a review and a rating. Uh, not, the stars are great if you click the little stars, which however you felt about the show. But if you could actually write a little something, too, that helps a whole lot. doesn't yeah. even have to be long. Just say, I dug it. This was cool. I like that. Whatever helps a ton. So that's cool. Please do it. But yes, the show is awesome, and now it's out there. Woo. And we should have um, episode two, I believe, will be out in mid-April. I believe the 13th, in time with the comic, again. So, And, and you might have seen our ad in the comic. That yes, came out in Archer, The Adventures of yes. Archer and Armstrong, issue, issue one. one. Our ad was right in there with the names of our main cast. Very exciting. And the little pendant logo. Very cool. Come on. It's like legit and that stuff. That is hot. <laughs> so, yes, it is all Archer Armstrong-y up in here. I hope you dug the first episode and be sure you, uh, uh, if you haven't heard it yet, you hear it soon because episode two is coming. Yep. So you want to be caught up. Definitely. And then, of course... On March 28th, we had the premiere of Active Radioactive Radio. Yes! Episode 1! A little post-apocalyptic fun for you. That's right, our in-world radio show. Hopefully you dug that. It's got music and news and a whole cast of crazy characters, and it's a lot of fun. We're having a good time with it. So that just came out, um, and... Oh, right! I wanted to mention that, uh, as you may have heard... Uh, the, the question towards the end of the show, um, Johnny Franks answers a, a question from the audience, mm -hmm. and that was actually submitted to us on Twitter. 
We are taking your actual questions on Twitter or through email, and select ones will be included in the show and answered out there, and people who get their questions on the show will get a little prize pack in the mail, perhaps. So, you want to do that. You have to include the words, <laughs> okay to air, so we you know that you're cool with us putting whatever you wrote right out as your question, or what have you, into the show. You can email host at activeradioactiveradio.com or you can tweet to Mountaintop Stud on Twitter. I think that covers it. I think that covers it, right. Yep. And so, of course, that will be back um, at the end of April with episode two. And you'll learn more about that crazy, wacky world they live in. And we've got so many more great characters coming up and you're just going to love it. The show, it's we're having a blast doing it. It's a ton of fun. So. And the music, I have to say, is super fun as well. Right? We picked some good stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Some old, some not so old. Some old, uh, we call that new. New? New. Not so old is new. No. It's not so old. No, it's not not so old, it's new. As soon as it goes out, it's old. It's new. In fact, all of this is old. <laughs> we is just this old, old right news. now? This episode is old. It's all happening right now. But when will then be now? Soon. From Los Angeles, California, we have Anna Rodriguez on the... Oh, wait. We're live. Well, recorded, but we're live. Woo! Live in the same room. So, <clears throat> we had an opportunity to uh, do one of these in person. So, Anna, you are my first in person, in person interview. <laughs> this is exciting and terrifying, <laughs> but also exciting. Well, um... Definitely excited. Yes, very excited. <laughs> um, so we have questions. Hopefully you have answers. Or I, I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> this becomes very short and one-sided otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's start with the probably the big news stuff, items around what's going on with you, Archer and Armstrong. Archer and Armstrong can finally talk about it. Yes. This interview, by the way, has been delayed like a year. <laughs> we had um, talked about doing your interview, and then we're like, oh, let's wait for the you know stuff to come out, and then you know it took some time, and then some more time, and so, yay! Finally here, yay! <laughs> Woohoo! And, um, so, listen to the production journal. Okay. So, big question is, um, how many teeth did you have to pull to get those extra horns into the Archer and Armstrong theme? <laughs> because apparently, you like horns. I do, I do. And I, I, and I listened to Vincent's production journal. Susan <laughs> was just throwing me under the bus. Thanks a lot, Susan. Well, 
I'll just toss out there that Pendant has an affinity to things that are grassy and just kind of leave that there for people to think about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you you did directing two of the four episodes, is that right? Yes, I did issues or episodes one and two. Mm -hmm. Was it any different with Archer and Armstrong than with, say, Tabula Rasa or any of the other directing stuff that you've done? from the get-go, I did it entirely on a different editing program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, in the past with Pendant, I've directed on Audition. That's mm-hmm. where I learned how to direct. Right. Uh, but in, I guess we can get back to it in a little bit, but I'm trying to do sound professionally. And in the professional world, as far as at least television and, and film goes, most audio mixers use Pro Tools. So I've been learning Pro Tools for quite some time, but I've never done audio drama on Pro Tools. So that was one big difference, mm-hmm. trying to do it on an entirely different audio editing program. How'd that work out? Uh, really good. Uh-huh. So I, I think from now on, I'm going to be mixing on Pro Tools. Awesome. I still have Audition, uh, but I've definitely learned very quick with Pro Tools. I'm really loving it. Um, so that was one big change. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second being, as far as in the past, I never really gotten feedback before an episode aired. It was, uh, this is what my mix is, and you know, in the past when I've worked with um, assistant directors, we kind of give notes each other back and forth, but those never really changed this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Archer and Armstrong, I did my pass, and I did a few passes with Jeffrey and Susan. They gave me notes, so I, did, mm-hmm. I did a couple of passes through them, and it wasn't, we didn't stop there. We had to do a pass with Valiant. Valiant had to okay the episode. Sure. So I never had to deal with that back and forth of working on the same episode several different times. Mm-hmm. So that was new. Um, but it's good because a lot of times you need different ears mm-hmm. to, um, to listen to the work you've done because if you, after a few mixes, you start to miss out on the little things. You don't hear them as much because you've worked on them for so long. So when you have someone come in right. and give you notes, don't take it personally. They're just trying to make the product better. So right. it, uh, it was an interesting way to work, but it, I think it did just fine. And as the first episode's out already, mm-hmm. um, people have responded well to it. So it, yes. it works. Excellent. You're using new sets of tools. Yeah. It's helping us to put out a better audio drama and better end product do you think or is it just easier or uh, a more more in line of your professional then I to, think, I to think it's just a matter of preference um, mm-hmm. I don't think to say the work that I've done in Tabula Rasa is subpar because I would use oh, no. no 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 <laughs> um, would not it, suggest it was just a matter of my personal training myself to get used to a different program okay because uh, I did graduate um, last year with um, degree in film and television production mm-hmm. and it just happens to be what the industry uses I would really be handicapping myself if I wasn't practicing on the tools sure. that the industry uses which is the primary reason why I chose to mix Archer and Armstrong on Pro Tools as opposed to Audition. I still very, very much enjoy using Audition but I really needed to get in the habit of getting used to uh, working quickly through Pro Tools so it's... Does it let you do things differently or easier or does it have a few things that you can can do with it that you can't do with the other um, I would say it's hard to say because I've been working with both for so long and I think they both have their advantages and disadvantages mm-hmm. um, it's certain certain things did become easier as far as like line cleaning there's a line cleaning plugin that is my new best friend <laughs> in Pro Tools. 
I made line cleaning so much easier. Um, and but you know, an audition, uh, you're able to organize the files a bit easier. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a give and take on the both. Okay, very cool. So um, one question that was submitted at the very very last minute. Um, was about your love for audio drama. Where did that come from? Um, it, it has to be Pendant. I discovered Pendant back in 2007. I was a listener for about two years. I got my first role around 2009. Mm -hmm. Started directing a year later, 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, I really enjoyed just being part of the audio drama community. And as I got more and more into directing, I realized I really liked working with sound. Uh, so much so, I changed majors for the fourth time, stuck with it this time around, and I now have my bachelor's in television and film production. Awesome. Because because of audio drama, because of Pendant, I have a blossoming career. Which Excellent. I do it down here. <laughs> <laughs> what was the impetus for you to find Pendant or audio drama or... I was just, I think it's a common thing with a bunch of pendulums in that it was in the age where the iPod was becoming very popular right. and I needed to fill up that space with something other than music, so I went podcast searching because podcast was a it's thing, like the new thing right? was the latest and greatest thing and I stumbled across Pendant, listened to Dixie and I just fell in love with the whole audio drama storytelling. And a, uh, it, almost, it also reminded me there was a, one, one of my favorite childhood books is called um, Who Was That Masked Man Anyway by Avi or Avi. I never figured out how to pronounce it. But the entire book is told in this little boy's perspective, but all simply through dialogue. Mm -hmm. The entire book is written in just dialogue and mm -hmm. written as a radio play. Oh, in okay. fact, it takes place in the 30s where he's listening to The Shadow mm -hmm. and uh, all these... The Lone Ranger, and I, and I didn't realize audio drama was still a thing. I thought that was a thing of the past. So to come across podcasts that still did audio dramas was exciting and reminded me of this book I had when I was a kid. So uh, that's how I got into audio drama. Okay, very cool. Um, so the other thing that you've got going on currently right mm -hmm. now is Antony and Cleopatra. Yes. And. Um, so you are Antonia. Yes. And Cleopatra. You are yes. the Antonia of Antonia and yes. Cleopatra. Um, how did you approach doing a female Antony? Uh, well. And this goes back to Julius Caesar because this is like Julius Caesar part two. But pretty much, yeah. And uh, I've never felt like I was the greatest Shakespearean actress. Shakespeare is just a whole other ballpark, but. Yeah. I had always had big roles in random Shakespeare plays. Mm -hmm. I never really landed anything big until Julius Caesar with with Antony. And with Antony, I just, I based my entire performance off the big friends, Romans, lend me your ear speech. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really think twice about her being a woman. It was just, she was just one big badass. She, you know, uh, fought for Caesar and I didn't give much thought, thought to it. And then, of course, uh, Colin, who was a dramaturgy at the time, was like, oh, by the way, we're going to do Mark, uh, and we're going to do Antony and Cleopatra. So, surprise, you're going to be the lead in that play. And I'm like, oh, great. 
I am the lead in a Shakespeare play. This is no pressure whatsoever. And um, they're switching genders. And they're switching genders. So at that point, when I didn't really think about the role in Julius Caesar, but when it came to Anthony Cleopatra, I really... It's a real powerful thing. Like, genders get swapped all the time. Mm. But this role, as big as it is to switch the gender on it and keep Cleopatra as a woman, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is, and you know, in the, because in the, you keep the text of the play the same, so they're never called out, oh, you have two women who are, you know, intimate with one each other. It's never called out. Right. Whereas I feel if this was presented in an actual, that's the only thing about audio drama, too. You don't have to present it to an actual live audience because you know there's going to be people who are just going to be throwing vegetables on stage and probably doing much worse. So There you go. Somebody's got a rotten tomato with them. Go figure. Exactly. So I did put a deeper thought into Antony and Cleopatra because Antony is still very much, she's a strong character and she's madly in love with this Egyptian. But also, what kind of implication would that be as, you know, Cleopatra's a woman? It's it's kind of really... Uh, and you can't call out the implications because no. you're sticking to the text, except for, like, some he's and she's getting switched, but... Exactly. Um, you know, so it's... It's I, all going to be interpretive at that point. Exactly. And it, it was... I guess I took a bigger responsibility, not only because it was uh, a bigger part in being a main character, but just the fact that what it implies... It's mm-hmm. something that never really has been done before. I've never heard of a female and female Antony and Cleopatra, so uh, I did my best, and I hope it came across that way. <laughs> I've been listening to it, and I've, I've dug it, so yeah. Yay, yay. And if you haven't heard it yet, go download it. It's there on the Pendant website or on iTunes. We'll wait. Okay, we're back. <laughs> um. What's your favorite part about her character going across the two plays? She's just really, really strong and doesn't let people get in her way. Anthony's a really fierce warrior. She's really believes in her. Uh, she's strong in her convi- uh, convictions. Mm-hmm. She uh, she believes what she believes, and she's not going to let people change that. Uh, but she's also very in as far as you know in. Anthony Cleopatra, she's passionate too. Um, yeah, she's having an affair. <laughs> but I mean, who isn't in the Shakespeare play? But she really does feel deeply for Cleopatra, even though there are moments where she hates her guts. But you know, it's it's a love hate relationship that she has with Cleopatra. But, right. Uh, she's just a really strong character. She's she's a warrior. She's not gonna let things get in her way, and she's gonna stick to her guns and or stick to her swords, I guess. In those times, um, but she's just really, really strong, and you can admire her conviction. Very cool. Um, you have another thing going on. Yes. That's on a short hiatus right now. Yes. Um, you play Venice in the Kingery. Yep. <laughs> are we gonna get to see her kick some ass, and are you looking forward to that? <laughs> <laughs> it's well, with Venice came as a surprise. Because uh, I, she started off as a one-off character. This is a reoccurring theme in Kingery. Right? Exactly. <laughs> All these characters, one-offs. Oh, by the way, now you have a plot and a storyline and right. an arc. 
I won't say Kinger is a one-dependent show where I've played literally half a dozen different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always had small, big roles. It's always been a fun thing. Like, who am I going to play this month right. in the Kinger ring? You know? Um, so Venice came as a surprise when I saw a second script for Venice. And, like, and a third and a fourth. And I was like, oh, she's she's coming back. You're like the boss's therapist at yeah. this point, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it's it's a thing with bartenders, you know, they, they have to listen to their customers, but he or she really has to listen to her customers. This time, yeah. Yeah, because with Tommy or Kel, you kind of have no choice. Right. Um, but she's not afraid to be honest with him. Which, I like how they're writing her character. Yeah. I, and I, I like how you're delivering her, too. I do, too, because she's not going to put up with his shit. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, we've seen her, her not put up with his shit no. and get away with it yeah yeah so it's 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 nice mm-hmm. um the kinger has been through a lot and mm-hmm. you know that's to say the least mm-hmm. um but to to place someone like her who's maybe not in the midst of all the doings at the kingery but she's she's just on the outside looking in right it's it's nice it's a good perspective for um the therapist of the boss yeah. to have. Yeah, and, and it's different. I think it's it's exciting. I'm not going to be in a you know su- in a sewer digging through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be safely. Love in my, that episode. I'm going to be safely in my bar, you know, dishing out advice. <laughs> so I think I think these things are good with Venice. Awesome. Well, I look forward to hearing more um, when we come out of hiatus. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. All right, so let's. Go back, back, way back. and Way back. Well, yeah, it's been a while now, and I, I would be remiss not to have you sitting here in front of me and not <laughs> ask you about Genesis Avalon. The voice of freedom. Yes. Yes. I miss her. <laughs> we all miss her. Yes, we do. Right, Kat? We nudge, all miss nudge, her. Nudge, nudge, <laughs> nudge. This is the voice of freedom. Nudge. Another show with Nudge. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kat's talked about the spinoff. Yes. And in, in her interview, and um, I know she's had a very busy, busy time, and yeah. things are going on, and things are really good with her, and uh, you know we're still looking forward to that coming back around. I, I really do hope so because that that role was such a blast, and uh, just being being a hero, you know. And, and so how'd you get into that? I mean, what what brought you to the role, and, and How'd you go about approaching it? it? it well, it was a uh, you know it was pure luck, I guess, because Cat uh, had come down to a pendant picnic a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I, I you know we've spoken you know through social media and through pendant, but it was the first time Cat and I met in person, mm-hmm. and I guess instantly she fell in love with my voice. She's like, oh my god, I have a role for you. <laughs> That's a good cat. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That right there, that was a good cat. Uh, thank you. <laughs> But she's like, oh my god, yes, you'd be perfect for the role. She's like, Chris, wouldn't she? Wouldn't Hannah be perfect for this role? And I was like, uh, what role? I don't know what you're talking about. And they told me about all about her, and um, they gave me all this backstory, and they let me know about the the Voice of Freedom sideline and how there'd be a potential spinoff show, and she'd be starring in the show. And I'm like, dude, sign me up. <laughs> I'll, I'll totally do it. And you got to do like this meta real world. All of what they did with heroes you know, between seasons, you got to between yeah. the two seasons. I, I, got, I got settle. to record for, I guess, like a, a blog, mm-hmm. and I had the whole Twitter feed right. with, the, with the voice of freedom. Now I wasn't running that cat was, but 
but I was recording stuff for this, you know, in between season stuff, and that was nothing that any other pendant show has really done. Right, and hasn't since. You gotta get so on that, that was that was exciting because even though people weren't getting scripts, I was still getting my Voice of Freedom stuff. Too. And we were getting our fix. I mean, we were getting more stuff. Yes, exactly. Just feeding into that addiction of uh, Genesis Avalon. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when you started getting scripts, did you know about when you when you were doing Voice of Freedom? Did you know about where it was extending to when we got into season four? What, uh, because that was a lot more involved than just being the voice it over was. the air. Um, a cat laid it out for me. She let me know what was going to be her path, her arc. Mm-hmm. Um, now, even the things change over time, you know, if when it comes to scripting. By the time you get the script, get, uh, things change. But for the most part, she's pretty much stuck to what she had originally told me that day in the pendant picnic. Mm-hmm. Just letting me know. Um, so, I not a whole lot changed. But so, yeah, it was. I always had the mindset I knew where she was going, and I, for one, was I was just eager for that. Not that I wanted Genesis Avalon to end, but I was. Oh also, no, no. I was also eager for it to end. About that meant getting a spinoff show. <laughs> so. Well, I thought the way that they they ended your arc mm-hmm. and left that open door for for later, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Uh, the door's still open, cat. That's still open. <laughs> yeah, cat. <laughs> and Chris, because Chris yes. still writes it. Because she was mainly, I think, from what I remember, she was mainly Chris's character. Oh, so even though cat okay. heard my voice and light bulb went off, uh, it was, she was really, voice of freedom was really Chris's character, if I remember correctly. So cat and Chris. 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 Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's um, let's jump over to seminar. Okay. And student forty-five. Yes. We're gonna hear more from student forty-five in the near future, or. Um. Well, seminar is now under Cat's uh, writing and her. Everything own. comes back. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> so um, I haven't heard anything in regards to bringing back forty-five. Mm-hmm. So nothing in the near future. Um, but I would totally be game 45 coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, that was interesting because it was one of those things where you know, if you paid attention to seminars long history, the students started out as all pendant directors. Right. So my time came to be like, where, where's my seminar role? Where's my student role? <laughs> I'm a director now. I want to be a student. So my time finally came. I was a student. And I didn't think that whole arc that you know Colin took with the students was totally unexpected, but really appreciated because mm-hmm. we really uh, not only were analyzing the shorts, but we're really analyzing humanity and what it mm-hmm. means to be human. So that was really, that was really interesting. And uh, student forty-five was such a Hermione. She just wanted to <laughs> learn. She just wanted to, you know. But she mm-hmm. she was strong in her conviction. She thought she was right, and her opinion was right. You know, but uh, it was fun. Okay, so we might not hear from Student 45 for a while just because of the direction that the, the rapper scripts are going. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we will. Who knows? Who knows? Because um, yeah. we've gotten... <laughs> yeah. Because um, Tom Stitzer's had some mm-hmm. stuff in yeah. there that we've heard. So that that's... Yeah, who knows? And Seth's character, he's been around mm-hmm. from the beginning. And right. his character has had 
quite a turn. So who, who knows? Maybe 45 will come back, maybe not. So if we don't hear from student 45, might we see you writing for seminar again? Uh, I, I do have an idea or two. Um, One person has asked, would there be another, maybe part two to Crimson Cape? Huh, I never considered a part two to oh. Crimson Cape. Uh-huh. Um, but I see, and I can do this this time. <laughs> I can see the wheels are turning. Uh, it would have to be the right story. Sure. Um, Crimson Cape was very... For anybody that didn't listen to the commentary, which shame on you if you didn't, um, <laughs> but the whole, if it wasn't clear, the final scene in the hospital, um, with her, the main protagonist's father, her, her father was in a hospital bed because he had lung cancer, so that whole Crimson Cape was an analogy for, she was fighting a smoke-themed villain, she was fighting cancer. Cancer, sure. Um, you know, so that whole thing was taking place in her brain. Um, but it was a fun universe to, to play in. Mm -hmm. um, so, I don't know, maybe there might be another Crimson Cape. I, I haven't There's really a twinkle about it. in her eye right now. <laughs> I have, it, was a, it was such a fun short, and Paul did such an amazing job directing it. Um, so, I, I haven't considered it, mm -hmm. but maybe I'll put it in the back of my mind and see what happens if there is a story for part two. I, I do know I do have. An idea that I've been stewing in my brain for a couple of weeks now. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll come back to seminar. Maybe. Awesome, that would be cool. You've written fun stuff. I think I've written the shortest seminar <laughs> script. Within the Sun, I believe that's been the shortest script <laughs> at three pages. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I have, that's my claim to fame right now. Archer uh, Armstrong <laughs> might well, trump as far, that. As far as seminar goes. <laughs> in the sun and memories in the dark and crimson cave so maybe maybe a fourth andrew rodriguez script is on its way that would be cool i would audition for that <laughs> just saying um all right some bullet questions okay all right of course favorite muppet uh, miss piggy okay favorite movie from 2015 came out of 2015. I'm getting that answer more and more. <laughs> I am pretty bad. As 2016 rolls on, I'm getting that more oh, and more. Oh, 2015 was last year. Yes. Duh, Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars, of course it was Star Wars. I and forgot what year we were in for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that time jumping. Great, great. Uh, well, I have to you get have, my directing somehow. You have to remember when you are. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite villain? Joker. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would have guessed Harley. Is she a villain, though? Uh, is she? Uh, because I think, as with the, the Gotham City Sirens of Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and Harley, they tiptoe that line. Sometimes they do things for good. Okay. They're not 100% villains 100% okay. of the time. All right. I just have seen your posts and your affinity to I, Harley. I love as I'm wearing a Harley sweater right now. <laughs> Favorite new show of this season? Uh, as in television? Yes. Oh, I am in love with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh? It's a fantastic... Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Mm -hmm. uh, poorly marketed. Because you have no idea it's a musical. But it's a musical. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't stick to one 
music genre. It really mm-hmm. plays with music genres. You know, one episode has a very Broadway vaudevillian song, and the next they're rapping about being lawyers, and then there's, you know. No, it's, yeah. yeah. All it's, right. it's, it's, uh, it's, if you haven't checked out Crazy Ex Girlfriend, it's, and especially if you love music, I would say check it out. All right. Can people, f- oh, do you want to promote any of your goings on that you've uh, got going on? Well, if you haven't downloaded episode one of Archer and Armstrong, by the time this airs, maybe do episode it. two is out. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, and Audible. Um, outside of Pendant, I've worked on a few short films. Uh, if you can bug me on, on social media, I'll get you links. Uh, two are complete now on YouTube. One is in production. Uh, post-production, we finished wrapping last week. Um, and for those of you who enjoyed quick audio, uh, Colin and I um, did it as an experiment show at Pendant. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's still out there. And it's still up. You can check out all the episodes of quick audio. Um, but we are going to be re-releasing. Uh, well, not re-releasing, but we are going to be continuing the storylines because we did leave a lot of things open-ended. Um, so we are going to be re-releasing it as Secret Identity Books, and you can find it. Um, that was the name of the, the comic, comic book shop where Sarah worked. Right. Uh, so we're releasing the show as Secret Identity Books. We're we're going to remix the first eighty-eight episodes. Um, not do heavy uh, remixing, but we are going to remix some of the episodes. And you can find any updates for when we release uh, that at Secret ID Books on Twitter. Cool. And can people find you anywhere else on social yes, media? Yes, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> um, you can find me at Anna with two N's, R1288. Uh, so Twitter's probably the best place. Does the 1288 me. have meaning? It's my birthday. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. All right. So, yeah, and uh, feel free to add me, follow me. Well, it's, it's follow, it's Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So feel free to follow me, I'll follow you back, and... Uh, yeah. Very cool. And people can find me at JG underscore QA on Twitter and on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-D-D-L-I-E-B dot 5036. I never did change that. And Anna, thank you for doing the interview. Thank you for coming down and like being the first in-person interview. Woo! It was not nerve-wracking at all. <laughs> You survived. It wasn't. I did. It wasn't. But what Jordan's not saying, I'm sweating bullets right now. No. <laughs> no. Well, thank you for having me. I know you've been waiting a very long time. Yeah, we want we wanted to time this right, and then other stuff happened, and we were in the same place on a fluke, yep. and we said, "Hey, let's do this thing." Yes. So, we're doing this thing in person. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, thank you again, and thank we you will, much. and we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, April thirteenth. Antony and Cleopatra, Act Three, Part Two: The Pendant Shakespeare. The greater candle of the world is lost with very ignorance. Kissed away kingdoms and provinces. Next time on the Pendant Shakespeare. Erato, we will fight with him by sea. 
your ships are not well manned. Your mariners are mulatters, reapers, people engrossed by swift impress. In Caesar's fleet are those that often against Pompeii fought. The ships are yeah, yours heavy. No disgrace shall fall you for refusing him at sea, being prepared for land. I'll fight at sea. What shall we do, Inobarbus? Think. And die. Relationships are strained when Part 2 of Antony and Cleopatra Act 3 premieres on April 13th, 2016. Not, not. Oh, not. I can behold no longer. The Antonia, the Egyptian admiral, with all the sixty, fly and turn the rudder. To see it, my eyes are blasted. Only at PendantAudio.com Coming out Monday, April 25th, episode 2 of Active Radioactive Radio. Hello, hello, Audio Apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on Active Radioactive Radio. For the Oh God Run, it's the Radioactive Spiders Survivor in All of Us. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker with news and music. Music. Now that's the kind of je ne sais quoi that Johnny brings to the table. (sighs) You smell that? Of course you don't. Unless you've been hitting the apocalypse apothecary a bit too hard lately. Then this entire show might just be one bad head trip. (laughs) Well, it's air, people. Clear. Clean. Recirculated air. You want it and Johnny's got it, but unfortunately I can't share it with you because that would necessitate opening the bunker doors and letting you in. And who knows what manner of mutated horror bacteria is crawling all over your eyeballs right now. Who knows? Johnny certainly doesn't. Now, to get the scent of Johnny, just imagine, if you will, a slight piquant manliness coupled with undertones of a musty B.O. and petunias, and you've got Johnny in your mind's nostrils. And hey, don't judge. I've got a rash in my soap, and all I've got is ladies' body wash. But that's fine. It's fine. Johnny is secure with himself, and besides, Johnny likes petunias. Coming out Wednesday, April 27, Seminar 68. On the next seminar, I'll show them. All I need is an opportunity. What are you doing, Oscar? Sometimes what you want. Don't worry, I won't be here long. Where are you going? Out. Isn't always what you need. I, I, I was out, but it was horrible. And then. Sorry, um, have we ever met? Can't imagine that we have. A familiar face. Who are you? Oh, come now, you must remember me. Is more than just that. Oh, this all makes sense now. How lovely, how wonderful. What is? Tell me! Secrets are rude! And then... Welcome to the gauntlet, student. The student becomes the master. It has been many years since a human has tried to leave the program. My name is Alice. I am done taking lessons. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. I will not be finished by you! Find out what happens when Seminar, Episode 68, comes out Wednesday, April 27, 2016. Only at PendantAudio.com.
the show is almost done. That is all we have for you this month. That's it. Nice and tidy, clean and exciting. Woohoo, everybody! Somehow you made that sound wrong. I make everything sound wrong. It's that, what that, I do. That's true. It's my gift. Yeah. To you, dear listeners. <laughs> okay, so there's a little bit of me in Johnny Franks. Fine, fine. Just a little. A little? Okay, a little. I don't have his confidence. No. I wouldn't mind it, though. <laughs> Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter feed at Twitter.com slash PendantWeb, and the Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. I just try to change it up. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I make it weird. That's that, what I that do. That wasn't like a flourish. A flourish? Mm-hmm. Very fancy. I'm a fancy boy. Not so old is new. No. It's not so old. No, it's not not so old. It's new. As soon as it goes out, it's old. It's new. In fact, all of this is old. <laughs>